Riga Conference Podcast, brought to you by Latvian Transatlantic Organization. Hello, everyone. I'm really glad to be here and to start the first discussion of Latvian Transatlantic Organization interview series devoted to youth and uh, to the value of uh, the voice of youth. My name is Sally Smitanin. I'm a student of International Relations European Studies Program in Norwegian Studies University. And today I am uh, going to be a moderator of our conversation with two powerful and experienced youth activists. So we have invited uh, Natalie Knipsche, uh, the Latvian youth delegate of uh, the United to the, Na- to the United Nations, and Selma Levrence, human rights and environmental activist from the youth pro- uh, or youth organization protest. Hello, girls. Hello. You are both very active in regard um, to human rights and uh, politics, quite also local local on social media and try to engage uh, youth in different activities. To kick off, I would really um, like to ask you, what is your motivation to always sta- stay civically active, socially active and politically active? Natalia? Well, the motivation are the issues, um, the issues presented to us and and the injustices that so many people face, not just locally, but, but around the world. Um, and I think that being an activist is essentially about caring and caring about something more than just yourself or your immediate circle of people or, and just, yeah, being ready to educate yourself, inform yourself, Uh, to take a stance, an informed stance, hopefully, and then, you know, spreading the word, trying to find possible solutions, or even just sometimes raising awareness, um, because sometimes that is all you can do in a situation. Okay, yeah. Yes, I see that. Salma, what about you? Well, I think it's about finding hope in a hopeless situation, or a situation that might seem hopeless. Uh, For example, um, It's easy to become uh, quite demotivated when you see that uh, things are not changing over the years and the situation is staying the same. Um, People are facing discrimination. uh, And um, I think uh, it's about um, kind of taking responsibility and uh, uh, acting in a way... in like uh, taking responsibility and uh, making sure that at least somebody is doing something because uh, oftentimes, especially in a small country like Latvia, you realize that if you won't be the one who says something or does something, then nobody will. And uh, I think it's really about um, also often using your privilege to uh, empower and help others. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I see that. Um, but what we wanted to know that, um, according to your experience, which is quite huge, I think, uh, is the voice of youth heard? I mean, there is a certain public discourse on involvement and education of young people, which is important in shaping our future. And overall, um, youth representation is vital for integrating sustainability in policy. This is why more and more institutions, uh, people are trying to introduce also a youth perspective. But do you feel um, that these efforts are sufficient or sometimes you feel unheard and why? 
Well, I think that it really depends on on the occasion and on the actors involved, because often uh, there is really a platform given to youth and uh, uh, youth voice is kind of heard in some situations, but in others, it's sort of being done just to um, like check it off. And um, like, uh, I think that it's like kind of similar to greenwashing when uh, uh, some, for example, company does uh, introduce a youth aspect, but it's not really serious and uh, nothing is really changed through it. Uh, I think that uh, definitely the situation is getting better, but I also think that it's worth noting that uh, just like um, in other age groups of people, the youth is very diverse and uh, maybe um, some young people who are uh, from Riga who are pr more privileged, they are more heard. There are many, many young people who are uh, in Latvia and even in, uh, also abroad who are never giving, given a platform and never given an opportunity to present their perspective. I, I agree with Selma. Um, I think that there is that there is an effort being made most of the time to involve young people, um, but that effort is often very performative and just to kind of like, yeah, tick off a box of, yes, we have consulted with young people. Uh, where it's usually one young person at a table of 20 people deciding on the futures of young people, uh, who most of the time the 20 aren't all too young themselves and uh, maybe a bit detached from the situation they are deciding upon. And um, I agree that young people might not always be extremely interested in politics or in fact activism or public policy, but that is oftentimes because they feel that they don't have any influence over it. Uh, in my experience, when I try to um, get a, a young person engaged in activism for the first time, their first question is always like, okay, so I am um, volunteering my time, uh, doing things for free. Do you actually you know, accomplish anything? Is this actually worth your while? Or is it just feel good activism instead of do good activism as, as Noam Chomsky divides it? And so, I think there's definitely something to be said about, you know, representation and inclusivity in that manner. But when it actually comes to decision making and being at the table where decisions are being made and having an influence over it, that's a completely different conversation. Okay. <clears throat> yes, that's a question we wanted to ask, but you already answered it about, uh, is it like educational more youth programs are more about education or influencing something, especially political process. So in your opinion, it's more about educative um, means to, pe uh, to person, to young person, or is it more also about political engagement and trying to, um, trying to change something? In Latvia, in international scale, you have a, a plenty of opportunities and experience. So it's more education well, or politics. I would say that I like what Salma said before, and it's something that I've also said a lot of the time that young people are taking taken as like this blanket group of just like this demographic group that all have the same priorities, the same interests, the same whatever else, which is not the case as with any other demographic group. Um, but the same goes also for activists and people who are more engaged in, in you know, civic activity, for example. Selma and I are like a very rare occurrence, I would say, and the fact that we actually do get to participate in events or conferences or discussions 
or consult in places where most other young people haven't had the opportunity to. And that is the issue of like, there's usually one young person at the table and that person cannot represent an entire demographic group if no matter how hard they try. And so I think usually these, you know, uh, programs, uh, you know, or initiatives are about education and less about representation, because that is a whole different aspect of youth activism, in my opinion. Selma, do you have something to add? Yes, I completely agree. And I also think that um, it's, a, it's a matter of having uh, the access to education and uh, education about specific issues that we as activists talk about. So uh, I think also because it's not really covered in the Latvian school system, uh, uh, activism, political engagement. Um, I think it, it's really, it really depends on your own initiative. And not everybody will have this initiative and not everybody who would even like to have it is really in the situation that they can actually do something about it. And uh, I think it really, to make sure that uh, more diversity is uh, covered when uh, talking about youth, then uh, we really need to make um, political civic engagement accessible to all kinds of youth, not only the ones who themselves have already an interest about it. Yes, um, I absolutely agree with you about um, the means and how it's done. And there is my uh, another question. So there already are different uh, opportunities and programs for youth created by different local, national, international organizations. For instance, as Natalie know, UN Youth Delegate Program or EU Youth Dialogue. In Latvia, we have, for example, Janusz Saima, uh, a project organized by the Parliament of Latvia. Um, in your view, what should be done differently to engage more people, uh, more young people especially? Um, what are the problems? I think it's definitely... Um a question of uh, who can like to whom is it accessible because in theory it's of course accessible to everyone but we know that this is mostly not the case for most young people because uh, we all have a lot of things to do and um, uh, a lot of young people for example have to start working at a really young age in a um, in a, a profession that is not really related to for example what they are studying uh, just to make money and ensure that they can uh, like survive and i think um also uh because we don't have really this uh high cult like culture of uh, high political and civic engagement even among adults as we can see in the municipal elections only there was only 34 percent turnout so i think it's a matter of uh, really political culture and uh, also education and uh i think that uh it has said many it has been said many times but uh youth engagement and generally uh, political engagement of people, of diverse people, of all the people who live in Latvia, not just um, uh, upper middle class living in Riga, uh, it needs to become a priority because if we don't have representation and we don't have engagement, then uh, uh, we will have a lot of people who are dissatisfied with the situation, but they don't know what they can do against it. I com uh, completely agree with Selma. And also, in my experience, the reason why I started 
youth activism was because I was in a bubble of people who all were also doing something similar, for example, participating in the youth parliament of Latvia, you know, Janusz Saim, as, uh, as Elena mentioned, or the European Youth Parliament, which are very seemingly accessible ways of, of starting, you know, to be interested about how institutions work and how you can actually, you know, have form an opinion about uh, important social or, or political causes. But this information does not trickle down to uh, to you know the regions outside of Riga, for example, all too often. And when it does, it it is faced with with its own challenges of even just you know logistical challenges of how to get these people involved. And so I think it's it's important to keep in mind the end goal of it's not just for the people who are already interested in it because they have found their way here. Uh, to, to activism, for example, but it is about reaching out, making connections, trying to help people see how it's valuable to them and to the people around them, because that is on, honestly often a, a missing link in, in these types of situations. But, you know, I'm thinking um, you have, as I uh, told previously, a very good experience and you are really a good example for other young people. Um, Participating in all projects where you have been, uh, what are the main gains you uh, took from them? And what could you say to a young person? Well, in Latvia, definitely. And I think just everywhere, for example, even in Europe, it's the connections you make, the people you meet. Um, because, you know, networking is everything uh, nowadays. And, uh, you know, if you're around high achieving people, even just people who decided to do one additional thing um, next to their studies, for example, or next to their job, um, it's still, you know, people who are highly motivated, ambitious, want to better themselves, if only for the sake of their own self-development. So the people you meet definitely. And secondly, it was a huge advantage when I started looking for jobs. And even though I study law and I work at a, at a law firm, um, my employers still highly valued the fact that I had been active previously. It showed that I know how to take initiative and I know how to do, you know, all sorts of different things that I had to do within projects, for example. So those two are definitely the main um, gains, if, if I could say, uh, say so, in terms of, you know, advancing as a person and as a young professional. But they're also a plethora of, of personal gains in terms of friendships and just self-growth and, and educating myself. And yes, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's hard to comp compile into one short answer. Yeah, I completely agree. I also think that um, it's really um, helpful because it lets you see the world from a different perspective because you might meet people who you wouldn't meet otherwise, who are, uh, maybe uh, in like a bigger bubble, but like still outside of your small bubble. And uh, especially in international projects, you can see how, um, for example, um, young people your age who live in Sweden or who live in um, uh, a different country in somewhere in Europe might have a completely different perspective on some things, but you also might have uh, things in common. And I think that really helps you uh, like see see yourself and uh, sort of the society that you grow up in uh, in a wider co global context. Okay, thank you. Uh, in my opinion, it's also very helpful for 
uh, your growth, I would say like that, for a person who wants to grow, who wants to broaden its view, to see something different from uh, his life or her life. Um, maybe a bit provocative question, but have you, um, have you sometimes, no, sometimes, have you felt um, like a um, filler of quota sometimes? Um, well, uh, I am mostly supportive of quotas in uh, some circumstances. Uh, circumstances, for example, in um, in uh, boards or uh, executive committees, I think that there should be, for example, a gender or other sort of diversity quota. But I think um, sometimes, as we already both mentioned, Natalie and I, there is sometimes a, a feeling that for youth, there is just a you're just a box to be ticked off. But I think that even uh, even if you are in such a situation, you can still um, make a make some sort of change because uh, even by calling calling out the situation, I can already see how you can change something and really make yourself heard. I agree. It's um, I definitely have felt as if I'm the token young person at a panel or at a meeting, but. It's about making the most of the situation because when I go into, I don't know, a panel discussion, unless my role is strictly representative and that's the only reason why I'm there, I don't go, but even then I don't go in with the thought in my head, oh, I'm, I am going in this as a young person. No, I'm going into this situation because there is something to be said. There are certain issues. There are certain things we need to discuss. It's like, I... I've always felt a bit frustrated with the constant labeling of young people as young people, because I do feel like it is a bit patronizing at times and can kind of take away from, from what that person has to offer and, and bring to the table, which is often highly undervalued because of um, age or, or gender or different other types of, of, of methodical criteria. Yeah, uh, because for me, I have felt um, like a token representative of youth just because I'm a young person to fill this place. And it's very bad, I would say. It's uh, I felt like, I don't know, mess, I would say also, because I um, sometimes I feel that these adults, if we can say like this, uh, think about us uh, as not so worth. Um, it's, I, I just don't have uh, words to express how I felt there, but uh, okay, let's continue. Uh, I see that the time it's already um, comes to the end, but what I wanted to ask, um, what would you say to a young person who is thinking of becoming actively civically, um, civically active, for instance, launching her or his own campaign initiative, uh, but at the same time, uh, her or uh, she or he, uh, he is a bit afraid or unconvinced to go and to do. Like sometimes these fears, even though it's like sometimes a bit hard to admit, sometimes it's uh, also based on facts. Like uh, sometimes you will get a lot of criticism, especially if you're young, if you're female. Um, and uh I think that the most important thing is first to educate yourself and to really remember why it matters and why why it's important to do this. Because, uh, for example, when you talk about human rights activism, 
I think that we should always, as activists, remember that uh, if if we were a part of a marginalized group or if we were a part of a, an even more marginalized group, that we would like someone to stand up for us. And um, I think that only by being active and being um, uh, showing solidarity with um, other groups, uh, we can build a more uh, uh, inclusive society and it, a society where uh, everyone is heard. And I think um, we must remember always that we are not doing this for ourselves. It's part of a bigger picture. And uh, I think that really helps with the fear also. Well, yes, I think that if your intentions are pure and if you truly care about the cause, then fear is a very temporary issue. And um, even if it isn't temporary, I still get afraid of going into you know important meetings. I still get nervous still get anxious uh but it's not about me <laughs> that's i think the biggest takeaway it's not about me when i go into those meetings uh if i do so in a represented as a representative or an ally or or something of the sort it's there's always a bigger issue going on than your fear and if your fear is stopping you from solving or or trying to solve something or making it better for not only yourself or for other people, then I think it's it's time for, you know, maybe it's not your time yet. Maybe you can start with something smaller and build up to starting your own initiative, which is what most people do. But honestly, there's nothing to be afraid of. And the only people who don't make mistakes are the people who don't do anything. So mistakes are nothing to be afraid of. Public scrutiny comes and goes. It can be hard, but if it's worth it, it's worth it. Yes, thank you very much. And if somebody who wants to be very active to try uh, to start his, uh, her own uh, or his own initiative, we recommend you to do that. Uh, really, um, I think you can ask also uh, advice to us, to Natalie Selma. Um, uh, they both always answer and uh, will give you advice. And uh, yes, I would like to say thank you right now for such amazing answer and for your insight. Um, I think it's uh, overall, it's um, very important to raise these issues, to pay significant attention to them so we can improve our outreach strategies and engage more and more people, um, learning new things also from them and sharing also our experience and not only experience our downfalls and also our mistakes, I would say. Um, thank you very much to Lato for a great opportunity for that to discuss really important uh, topics for the youth. And uh, yes, I'm uh, wishing you all best of luck and thank you very much. Have a wonderful day, girls. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Riga Conference Podcast brought to you by Latvian Transatlantic Organization.